Joel chapter number 2 and verse number 15. Blow the trumpet in Zion. Sanctify a fast. Call a solemn assembly. Gather the people. Sanctify the congregation. Assemble the elders. Gather the children. And those that suck the breasts. Let the bridegroom go forth of his chamber. And the bride out of her closet drawing your attention now to first peter chapter number two and verse number nine but ye are a chosen generation a royal priesthood and holy nation a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. I want to preach by the help of the Lord about coming out. What do you say we give him praise right now that has called us out of darkness? into this marvelous i pray for thank god every day for the spirit of truth in this hour god we praise you we give you the glory and the honor we humbly ask you to direct our thoughts touch our heart let the word of the lord go forth and be a great blessing in this most holy convocation we won't fail to give you the praise and the glory and the honor in jesus name and everybody said amen why don't you shake somebody's hand before you're seated and say i'm ready to have church Anything that is found in the book of Joel, particularly chapter number two, is of special interest to us. Of course, we are well acquainted with the fact that it was Joel that gave the prophecy that was fulfilled on the day of Pentecost. But there's a lot more to the book of Joel than just that. The book of Joel spans a time frame which describes past present and future events one of the interesting things about this minor prophet is that his prophecies also go all the way to the end into the fulfillment beyond the day of the lord much like the book of daniel and the book of isaiah the fulcrum of the book of joel is in this passage of scripture that i read in your hearing Blow the trumpet in Zion, sanctify a fast, and call a solemn assembly. Gather the people, sanctify the congregation, assemble the elders, gather the children, and those that suck the breasts. Let the bridegroom go forth of his chamber, and the bride out of her closet. No matter who they were, where they were, when the trumpet sounded, it was a time to come out and a time to gather. And then in our passage of scripture in 1 Peter 2, which 
actually is originally in the book of Exodus chapter number 19. We see that we were at one time not a people, but now are the people of God. Hallelujah. And that he called us out of darkness into this marvelous light. I want to tell you that God is still the answer in the 21st century. As I already mentioned, I give thanks to God every single day for the spirit of truth. Because I truly believe we are seeing the demonstration of a spirit of insanity in our world. Delusion, reprobation, and insanity. But I'm glad I'm amongst the people. That at one time were not a people, but now are the people of God. Let's just go ahead and clap our hands and give God praise for that. That should never become old. That should never become stale. That should always be fresh. That he called me out of darkness into his marvelous light. The word of God is replete with examples of a call, a proclamation, a declaration, and a coming out and a coming forth. In fact, if it is truly to be a coming forth, it is preceded by a divine call. Coming out of the world coming out of sin, coming out of false doctrine, furnishes us with the basis of submission. As early as Genesis chapter number 12, a coming out is established by God as a means of separation and obedience unto God. And with a coming out, Abraham, there was also a call. The Bible also says that he brought us out that he might bring us in. God always has a destination when you are called out. You might be tired and weary and wondering if he's going to ever return. Or in 2 Peter chapter number 3, where is the promise of his coming? But I'm telling you that he is still coming. And I plan on going with him. I plan on going to heaven. I plan on walking on the street of gold. I plan on walking in white. Additionally, there is a biblical principle that when we come out, we leave with more than what we had to begin with. Don't call us poor Pentecostals. We might be oneness. I used to hear a joke that when there was a $1 bill in the offering, it's because we were oneness. 
Honey, if you obey God and live for God at any time at all, that $1 bill is going to change. Oh, come on, somebody. God is not glorified in impoverishment. God is glorified through blessing his people. This is not a social gospel. This is a kingdom gospel. My, 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 my. Abram came out of his stay in Egypt. And he was very rich after the visit. Isaac was forbidden of God to go into Egypt. But he joined himself with the Philistine. And when he left Abimelech, he waxed great, very great. Jacob, when he came out from Laban, he had much possession. Anytime God calls you out of something, you're going to end up having more than you ever began with. I want to encourage you to just play by the rules and do it the right way and let God reward you and bless you. Well, let's all clap our hands and give him praise. My Lord, when I came to God, I didn't have two wooden nickels to rub together. But I am here tonight. Man, I feel the old Rick Mayo wanting to come out tonight. Somebody shout and give God the praise. If you can lift your hands and lift your voice and stomp your feet, let everything that had breath. Come on, devil, you ain't putting no lie on me. I can still shout. I can still pray. I can still meditate. I can still read. God bless you. You may be seated. In the New Testament, the very purpose and meaning of Ecclesia is that we are the called out ones. We are called out. This is not a denomination. This is not a religion. This is not a persuasion. This is the truth of the almighty God. I think we ought to muster a roar from our seats in thanksgiving that God did not lead us into some halfway deal or some Mickey Mouse persuasion. But we have the power of God unto salvation. My, 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 my. God bless you. You may be seated. Being called out is one thing. Coming out is another thing. And staying out is the will of God. I'm not just interested in getting the invitation to come out. I want to stay out. There is nothing. Listen to this ex-rock and roller. There is nothing that can compare. 
Shout it out if you believe that. God bless you. You may be seated. Speaking in the book of Hebrews chapter 11, speaking of Abraham and Sarah, and truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to return. You know what the problem with some people is? They still are thinking about the world. They're still thinking about the things in the world. There is nothing in the world, nothing in Hollywood, nothing in New York, nothing in Paris, nothing this world has that can compare it's not even in the same conversation my god i pray we get radical tonight and send a message that reverberates through the spirit world god will call you out he has enough power to set you out and he's got enough power to keep you out God bless you. You may be seated. Now this is kind of a funny story. And uh, I don't mean it disrespectfully at all. So I'm just going to preface this by saying that. When I, uh, when I first came to the Rock Church. And by the way, this church is one of the few churches I've ever been in that feels exactly like my home church. <laughs> I'm not going to rebuke an elder, but you know what I'm saying. There, there ain't no place like your birthplace. There ain't nobody like your bishop. God led me past four other apostolic churches and led me directly to this man here. When you are in alignment with God, God will draw from the north and draw from the south and draw from the east and draw from the west right past oh I'm feeling it elder when I walked into the rock church I'd been a heavy metal guitar player in Los Angeles, San Francisco and was just just a freak I had bleach white hair that was halfway down my back. All the clothing I wore was red boots and black leather and playing heavy metal music. And I was in downtown San Francisco. We were at a record release party. The curtains began to part. We were the headlining band. And just as we went into the opening song, a voice spoke to me. There are people all over this metroplex that are slamming a bottle down on a bar saying, if there's a God, please help me. God, don't send them anywhere else. Send them right here. Come on, let's get some pull here tonight. God, if you're going to bring them out, bring them here. God, if you're going to... Everybody, all across this building, let's give God the 
God bless you. You may be seated. A voice spoke to me, Brother Alviar, and said this. Is this all there is to this? The angel was not allowed to preach the gospel to me. Was only allowed to speak into my life to get me to question my emptiness. Three months later, my little brother knocking on my door. I had just come back from the liquor store. I opened the door and he was smiling from ear to ear. I said, why are you looking so stupid? He said, I've just received the baptism. Now folks, we got to be ready to go because they're talking to God and God's talking to them. We got to be ready to be sensitive. We've got to be in alignment. We've come out and we've got to help others to come out. God bless you. You may be seated. He came in. He got the Holy Ghost of Brother Randy Keys Church in Modesto, California. Gave me his testimony. Told me he'd been filled with the Holy Ghost speaking in other tongues. When he told me that, that same voice that spoke to me on the stage said, that's what you're looking for. God, if you're going to pull people out of a honky-tonk, we can welcome them right here. Because if God will call them out, then God will keep them out. We went to uh, several other quote-unquote Pentecostal churches. I didn't feel anything, didn't sense anything. And uh, was just about ready to give up my search. My sister called and said, Rick, you need to go to the Rock Church. It's in a little warehouse south side of Sacramento. There's a man of God there. Of course, I didn't know what all that meant, but I said I'd go. The very next Sunday, we drove down there. And I flicked my cigarette right before I got a hold of that door. And when I put my hand on that door, that same voice said, You're home. I'm called out. I'm called out. Come on, somebody. I'm called out. I am first generation apostolic and thrilled. Walked in, skin-tight blue jeans, red elf boots, earrings, bleach white hair. You were looking at me funny, and I was looking at you funny. I never seen women with hairdos up this high. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be just. I love you. You're awesome. You're you're holy under the Lord. But when I first came in another world, I said, there's no way I can hang with this group, man. They, they look different. They act different. They're running. They're screaming. I don't even know what they're running about. Honey, three weeks later, I was leading the pack. I wish somebody lead the pack tonight. I wish somebody get on fire. 
somebody would start a fire tonight. I wish somebody would lead the pack. We are playing for keeps. God's going to bring people in here from every walk of life and every situation. Let's just let that go for a little bit. Let's just let God have some praise right now. Come on, we're just getting started. Spiritual wickedness in high places is about to back up. The rulers of darkness of this present world are going to have to back up. God bless you. You may be seated. I've been going to the Rock Church about three weeks. And I came home on a Wednesday night Bible study. And I had bought a brand new chroma color television. It was about 15 feet long. It had a tape player and Nobody even knows what that stuff is in this generation, but it was big. It was huge. And I walked in from that Bible study and I sat down in that chair and it was an Al Pacino movie. Bishop, I don't know if I've ever told you about this. It was an Al Pacino movie and every other word was an expletive. And I just come from Wednesday night Bible study. Pastor had never said anything about television. I didn't know. I didn't know everything these guys believed. I just know, man, it feels good. The Holy Ghost said either that goes or I'm going to. It was in the pawn shop. That's it. Not only will he bring you up, he will keep you out. Why in the world would you want to go back to the beggarly elements when God has brought you out with an outstretched hand? praise him right now I'm in good company tonight we paid $1,100 the pawn shop said I'll give you 60 bucks I said you can have it I'll never need it again and I haven't had a television in my home for over 30 years now A great man of God that was in another 
movement that I highly respected. He was involved, uh, I know this is on the air. Before the end of the night, I'm going to get in trouble anyway. Y'all might as well just help me. We have a conference that we started in Spokane. And I invited this man to preach. And when I found out that he had been involved in a vote to affect television, being a part of people's everyday life, I called him up and I said, Elder, I love you. You know I love you. But I cannot have that influence where I'm pastoring and anywhere around me. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not trying to be ugly. I just know what God spoke to me. God said, if you have that junk in your life, I will never be able to accomplish everything I have planned for you. If you got that in your heart, I will never be able to do what I want to do in your life. I've analyzed that bishop for years because what was happening was God was giving me a conviction that my pastor held even before my pastor mentioned it because God was saying I I don't want to lose this one I'm not going to just call him out I'm going to keep this one out honey you're not just picked over mully grubs you're not just 50 cents in a box you are a precious commodity in the eyes of the almighty God he paid the ultimate sacrifice I want to speak to the devil for a minute. Devil you may have had yesterday, but you can't have today. I may have had a weakness yesterday, but it's converted into strength today. I may have slipped up yesterday, but today I'm standing in an even place. Man, I think we got this thing going. Let's clap our hands and give God the praise. Just make up in your mind, I'm going to get the victory tonight. I want to go to another level with God. I want to achieve something different in God. Right after we threw the television out, the devil moved his second problem in. See, when you come out, you're going to get more than what you started with. But you're also going to get some resistance. After you were once enlightened, you endured a great fight of afflictions. First, the bass player of the band came over to my house. And he had an eight ball of cocaine. Put it on the table. Got some dope. Began to roll it up and said, we're going out tonight. I grabbed my Bible, turned it to Acts 2.38, and bless your heart, I preached the gospel right in the face of the devil. 
hearing me right now. You need to go back and wipe the dust off your testimony and let your testimony be a strength to you. Let it be a victory to you. Everybody right now, quote the scripture. Everybody right now with your hands lifted, quote the scripture, say it into the atmosphere. Let the prince of the power of the air know. They know the word of God. <laughs> you shall know the truth. I know where the gas pedal, folks, is, but I don't see a break. Is that all right? A week after the bass player got ran off, grabbed his drugs, put them in his pocket, looked at me and ran off. The same bass player called me six months ago and said, Rick, remember me? Is there any help for me? after he left I got a call from my ex-manager record producer he called me up yeah Rick we want you to be in downtown San Francisco tomorrow you're going to do a screen test for a Pepsi light commercial be great for your career I said you're too late he said what are you talking about I said I cut my hair sold all my equipment he said, what about your career? I said, I found what I'm looking situation you are in you can come out of it to the ministry Jesus preached his way out of hell and led captivity captive if you'll just wear back and say I don't gotta feel nothing this is what the Bible says this is what the book says this is what God called me to do you can preach your way out of hell Let's clap our hands. I'm, I'm trying to talk to a preacher. You feel like you're overwhelmed. You feel like you've been engulfed. Preach, 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 preach. 
if you are a prayer warrior. Daniel prayed his way out of a lion's den and the king wrote a godly decree. Just keep praying. Just grab a hold of glory. Grab a hold of the hem of his garment. Don't you back off. Don't let your prayer die. You're a praiser. Paul and Silas sang praises to God at midnight. And they left with more than what they went in with. They started a jailhouse revival because of two old croaky, off-tuned, horse country preachers just having fun. But they said, we're not going to let our environment dictate our relationship with God. I believe he's worthy. I believe I'll praise him. I believe. Come on, let's lift our hands and praise God right now. The more adversarial your situation, the greater the demonstration that God wants to bring forth. God bless you. Our poor world tonight doesn't have a clue what truly coming out is. They think coming out is some Hollywood star coming out and boldly declaring to be a homosexual. That is not coming out. That is bondage and an announcement of bondage. There is only one group of people that can praise his name and come out with the right reason and the right doctrine. When the president of the United States will call up a man that's trying to become a transgender, trying to become a woman. I'm going to tell you, God doesn't need the White House. God doesn't need Congress. God doesn't need TV. God doesn't need CNN. God doesn't need Fox News. God has brought us out, which are a people. Oh, come on, all across this auditorium, let's praise him. Thank you, Jesus, for not only calling me out, but keeping me out. About 15 years ago, in the state where we pastor, it was an alignment of negative planets. We had a woman governor. We had women senators. We had a woman police chief. And we had a woman mayor. That doesn't scare the Holy Ghost. But right about that time, I got a phone call on a Wednesday night. And... Uh, one of the men in the church called me and said, Pastor, there's, there's a guy here that wants to be saved. I said, okay, I'll, I'll be there in a little bit and we'll talk to him. 
and there was a little quiver in his voice. He says he's a little different. Okay, I was a little different when I got saved. I'm not judging anybody. Walked into the church. He introduced himself as the drag queen of Seattle. Now that's not somebody that loves the hot rod show over on the weekends. It's a man that's a transvestite. He had been the drag queen of Seattle two years in a row. Just having him in the audience challenged me. Oh, don't, don't. I'm a home missionary just trying to build a church and I got this character out there in the congregation. I'm just glad we don't have holy kisses in this church. A handshake will do. Before the evening was through, he was baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost speaking in other tongues. Don't you write anybody off. God can save anybody. He is big enough. He is powerful enough. He is glorious enough. Somebody shout. Let's clap our hands again under the Lord. I don't care what anybody thinks. I don't care what my neighbors think. I just want to see God work. The greater the problem, the greater the demonstration, the greater the sin, the more the grace. We, it's an apostolic movement. And I thank God. I was thanking God just recently for the networking of the Holy Ghost, networking men together far beyond organizational lives. I believe God is doing something and I'm glad to be a part of it. I do not believe the apostolic People are at a crossroads. No way. I'm in total agreement with the man of God, Brother Urshan, what he preached last night. But I do believe that we have great challenges because we cannot use the measure of grace that we had 20 years ago for Bubba that flicked his cigarettes and went to a honky tonk. We are dealing with people in the 21st century and we are going to see the greatest outpouring and demonstration of the Almighty God. everybody wrote off, God will take them. People that others rejected, God will take them. I was in a restaurant several years ago with one of our assistants, a good man. It was his birthday and he introduced the assistant manager to me. He used to work at that restaurant and the assistant manager was there and we greeted one another. He said, oh, I'm the assistant pastor of, of the church that I attend. And he said, just Sunday, the pastor got up and we're really, we're really honing in our, our demographic for our church. And 
We decided we don't want any old people. We don't want any young people. We don't want unemployed people. Well, he was flapping his jaws. I was fishing out a business card. And I said, you go back and give that to your pastor. You send those old people over here. You send the people you don't want. You send them right here. I'll take them. God will take them. God will deliver them. God will heal them. God will save them. Oh, somebody shout and give God the praise. going to be kids coming in that are being raised by lesbian parents. It's going to be children coming in that were had alcoholic symptoms at birth. It's going to be children that have come in that have been in the system for so long they have no clue who they are. And you're saying, I don't know how we're going to do it. I'm telling you, God knows how to do it. God knows how to do this. We're going to see it. You and I are going to get to be a part of it. You and I are just going to hang on for the ride and watch God bring them out and watch God clean them out and watch God deliver them and watch God heal them and watch God and see the greatest revival this world has ever seen. gays are coming out. Now the transgenders are coming out. I think it's time for the apostolic church to come out. The bride came out of her closet. I love church. I can understand why people love your bed. I can understand why they love Brother Nathan. I can understand why they love this place. But honey, it's time to hit the streets. It's time to hit the neighborhoods. It's time to say, God, somebody's been talking to you. Somebody's been praying to you. God, I'm ready. Lead me. Guide me. Lead me to the Ethiopian eunuch. Lead me to the woman at the well. Lead me to the Samaritans. One more time, let's clap our hands together and give God the praise. He Thank you for the Holy Ghost. Thank you for the Word of God. Thank you for anointed ministry. Thank you for anointed singing. But God, we've got to have evangelism that breaks the city in half. We would be amazed. How much people would really respond to what we feel week in and week out. And I'm not trying to put you on a guilt trip. All I had to do was feel the Holy Ghost. One service. I had never felt a spirit of affirmation. I had never felt a spirit of acceptance. I had never seen a, a, the spirit of the love of God. I felt like I was worth something. I thought I was, yeah, I was saved. But I still all had all those hang-ups. But the church helped me to see, you're not just a dysfunctional person. You're not just a messed up person. You have every right to become. You have every right to fulfill and become. There's incredible scripture 
that's found in the Old Testament that I'd like to talk to us about for the next several minutes. It is uniquely and wondrously placed somewhere between the ninth curse, which was darkness that may be felt, and the tenth curse upon Egypt, which was the death of the firstborn. This is mentioned in Exodus chapter 3, Exodus chapter 11, Exodus chapter number 12. In the account in Exodus chapter number 12, it almost gives the impression that this occurrence took place during the Passover, which is not true. But it did take place between the gross darkness that covered the people and the death of the firstborn in Egypt. It was originally promised to Abraham in Genesis chapter number 15 that spoke that they would be afflicted and after 400 years I will bring them back to this place and they will come out with great substance. And so God had a conversation with Moses and he said, go back and tell the people, go to their neighbor and borrow the gold, the silver, the costly array. For I have given you favor in the sight of the Egyptians. That word favor is the Old Testament version of grace. That word borrow was a horrible placement. The actual and true rendering of that word is not borrow at all. But it's two words and maybe a third. Ask or demand. God was essentially telling his people that right before you come out, I have put favor in the Egyptians. I have removed the hardness of their heart. I have removed their bitterness and hatred of you because of my judgments upon them. And I have given them a heart to do whatever you ask. They even got the children involved. Come on up here, you in the green. Come on, bring your coat with you right there, young man. Yes, sir. Yeah, oh yeah, there were whole families that said, man, God said it, I believe it, let's go. Uh, I'll take this, I'll take that. Listen, our hands are full. They put it on the shoulder of their son. Yeah, you just hold that right there. And then uh, come here, they brought the little girl over. They put a, a costly array on her. Come on back over here. I think we'll take that. I think we'll take this. I think we'll take that. And the Egyptians complied. They complied. There was no resistance. God bless you. You may be seated. Thank you for helping me. Bless you. The only challenge, the only challenge, was that now the Jews were faced to deal with their own feelings of hatred and bitterness and resentment and prejudice. Hey, 
Joe, come on, man. God said, let's go. Come on. We've only got a short space of time. We're about ready to get out of here. Come on, man. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I ain't going. I can't forget what they did. They came in. They broke down my door. They took my baby boy. Hey, come on, man. Let's go. God's, God's, God's giving revival. God's, God's already touching the Egyptians. Let's go. I ain't going. I can't forgive that taskmaster for the things he said to me. The only Jews that had the gold and the silver to give to that free will offering to build the tabernacle of God were those that said, I ain't going to hold no grudges. This is a God thing. I'm not going to be prejudiced. This is a God thing. I'm not going to judge nobody. This is a God thing. If God's doing it, I want all I can get. Stand to your feet and clap your hand. In this hour, God is doing a God thing. Come on, get all you can. Get your neighbors. Get the guy on the job. Get your in-laws. Get somebody down the street. Get a hold of everybody. Set up a Bible study. Pray him through. Talk to him about God. Clap your hands and give him praise. The people that acted on that short space of time became the first generation of the wealthy in the nation of the history of Israel. It was never God's plan that there were poor people. There was never any God's plan. He said, I'm giving everybody a chance. I'm giving everybody an equal opportunity. Put down your prejudice. Pray the bitterness out. Get rid of the resentment. Come on, you can still give a Bible study. You can still knock a door. You can still drive a bus. You can still witness. You can come on and sit their hand and say, God, I'm available and ready. All over this auditorium, let's praise him and give him praise and glory. And the Jews spoiled the Egyptians. But I don't believe that one can be saved. I've always been taught and believed stuff about that. I don't believe that person can be saved. I believe that we are going to see people come into our churches if we stay in alignment with God. And we get a hold of making sure we have no biases. We have no prejudice. We have no prejudgment. We're just going to go ahead and let God be God. We're going to let people come in that have a different color. We're going to let people that live on the other side of the track. We're going to let people that come in have an alternative lifestyle. Because when God gets done, he will not only bring them out, but God will keep them out. And then they will go back. They will go back. They will go back. All right, I'm asking you to move these chairs out of the way. We're going to have an altar call here in a moment. This is going to be a particular altar call. This is going to be an altar call in which we say, God, give me a heart after missions. God, give me a heart after evangelism. God, give me a heart after soul winning. God, give me a heart after Bible studies.
Come on, let's continue to clap our hands and give God the praise. The greatest revival bishop that is coming to North Little Rock is still on its way. It's still on its way. It's still on its way. It goes beyond demographics. It goes beyond every type of judgment system. It is the power of God. Come on, this altar's open. Whether you're young or old, the trumpet is blowing. It's time for the bridegroom to come. It's time for the bride to come. It's time for the old to come. It's time for the young to come. God, give me a fresh burden and a fresh passion. Come on, we're coming out in the 21st century. We're coming out. My God, everybody else is coming out. It's our turn to come out. Come into this altar with your hands raised. God, open up the windows of heaven and pour out a spirit. Pour out a pure spirit. Of power and of boldness and of boldness and to pray. 